This episode is brought to you by Staples. Staples knows that if you're going to work from your home office, you need your home office to work for you. To be the most productive, your home office needs to have everything that your office office has. Bring new life to work. Discover inspiring furniture solutions for all the ways you work and learn. Visit staplesconnect.com to explore what's new. Staples, the working and learning store. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and your higher power, this show is for you. Thus, we explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. This show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Dr. Kelly. Now let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started, because we share with you the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April, and co-host, Dr. Kelly. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. How are you doing, Dr. Kelly? I'm doing pretty fantastic today. I took uh, my driver's license today, uh, the picture, and it was one take, and I didn't blink. <laughs> good, and good for I'm you. Thinking if it could be my, my passport photo, I'd be so thrilled, but I can't. <laughs> I was like, uh, excuse me, could you print a three by or whatever that is? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I know. I'm looking. <laughs> been looking at my passport. I'm on my way to um, Costa Rica to start our vacation counseling retreats there. So I am so excited, but my passport picture looks horrible, but yeah. that's Oh, I can only, I, I, I don't think you're a good uh, judge of your pictures, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But I will tell you, I'm really thrilled that we're doing that in Costa Rica. Yeah. I look forward to hearing how that goes. Yes. yes vacation yes. counseling, my goodness. But anyway, yes. Yes. So today we're talking about um, trauma, which yeah. is something that, yeah, um, I've seen in a lot of couples through recently and just has just been impacting us all, and especially even in today's world, what's going on. Yeah, our childhood trauma can sometimes show its ugly face as an adult. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this topic about intimacy and how childhood trauma impacts that. Right, right. And we also need to also think about, um, as we have all these kids going back to school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then this time frame and the stress and anxiety and, and how not to um, have it all be trauma, basically. You know, yeah. Not, not <laughs> like it's fear. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and to keep in mind that your um, child, not every child is happy to go to school. <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. But um, definitely with our bringing intimacy back. The other aspect is that we're family, a nonprofit, which is great. I finally got the bank account after five tries yeah. at the bank. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that happened today, too. So I'm so excited about that. And um, our audience, we're going to be um, talking more about that in time to come. And of course, um, we do also have books and products about bringing intimacy back. So definitely check out our website, but yeah, but now I kind of really want to go into, oh yeah, look at the cup. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to go into our guests. We have, you know, sometimes um, I feel like we're blessed with special guests on our show. Yes. And this was a guest who just came to us recently and I'm just honored and blessed by her just because 
um, she puts in all the things that you and I talk about also, but at such a higher level and how she's going to bring so much information to help our listeners and even to help us. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I want to introduce Rihanna Milne. Rihanna, welcome to the show. Hi ladies, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Appreciate being here. Yeah, so as you guys see in her background, she's global. <laughs> she's a yeah. global yeah, she's global certified. She's a life and dating and relationship coach, um, a licensed mental health counselor. She's a certified mindfulness coach. And she has written an educational speaker, of course, and an author. And she has written this book called Love Beyond Your Dreams, which is amazing. That's the number one bestseller. Yes. Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. It's 400 pages. Wow. So it's quite a read. Yeah. I bet Based that's on about like 350 hot- resources. Whoa. I bet that's selling like hotcakes. I can't, I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard the word toxic this week alone. Oh, it's happening like crazy, unfortunately. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So as we start this show, one of the things that we really want to know is this shows about intimacy. So we kind of want to know, um, what is your definition of intimacy? Well, spiritually, it's uh, into me, I see, uh, which is knowing yourself, um, being emotionally healthy, evolved, being, being your highest and your best self, and being emotionally healthy. And when you have that and your partner has that, you have amazing relationships. Okay. And so when one person doesn't have it or neither people don't have it is that what your book is about basically <laughs> yeah, it's in four parts I mean the first part is recognizing the toxic person that can break your heart second part is recognizing some of the habits that you might have gotten into the sabotaging behaviors like love addiction codependency jealousy control people pleasing uh, stage three is getting back out there to date and stay, uh, part four is what does the emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious relationship look like? Right. Right. And so, um, in your part one, cause many people out there, they're trying to date, they're trying to figure out, you know, this and that. Yeah. How do you decipher through all of the online stuff, you know, who is good for me and who's not good for me? Well, it's the really first thing you want to know is, do you have childhood traumas and to heal those? That's the most important part about all of this, because if you're not aware of your childhood traumas, um, you're going to attract someone else with trauma. Okay. So the, the top 10 traumas is what I normally teach. And then we can go from there. So people understand what does trauma mean? Because most people think I didn't have trauma, you know, I had a pretty normal childhood, And when I did the childhood trauma checklist in 2012 and all the research, it was showing about 90% of people had one to three traumas on the list. But today, 2021, they're showing 100% of adults have some childhood trauma. So before they were saying 10% did not, but they did kind of have this little joke that the other 10% or sociopaths and nothing's ever wrong with them. It's everything's wrong with their partner. So I could totally relate to that. You know, they're not going to admit anything's wrong with them. So uh, that's the important part first, identifying what traumas you may have had from the dynamics you grew up with. 
And when you know that, then you will know what type of person you're attracted to because the brain likes homeostasis. It likes to keep you doing what it knows. Okay. So if you're the relationship of your parents was not ideal and they were fighting a lot, there's a lot of verbal back and forth to you. Do you just normalize that? And then in your adult relationships, then you might have heard, you know, you might have been the one starting to yell and scream when you weren't happy or there was an issue. And they're like, why are you yelling at me? It's like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just discussing it. But their voices are raised because this is what they know. Okay, so these normalized patterns come into your adult love relationships and tend to, you know, be hurtful or toxic. Yeah. Yeah. One of my main questions is, like you said, what do you define trauma as? Uh, well, if you're in a trauma relationship, well, uh, the 10 traumas would describe what the traumas are, but a toxic relationship would be something that actually physically makes you sick. So it would be uh, irritable bowel syndrome, headaches, uh, upset stomachs all the time, can't sleep, anxiety, ongoing anxiety, bouts of depression, and people take all kinds of medication to help this which is usually just a band-aid. They're not getting to the root of the issues. And uh, they tend to, again, attract somebody that's very similar to their childhood patterns. And until they can fix that and be alert as to what those are, then we have what's going on called RRS, Relationship Repetition Syndrome, where they swear, you know, they break up. I swear I won't get anyone else like that again. They read a ton of books. They listen to a ton of podcasts. They go to summits. And then, boom, they're right back into a new relationship that is also toxic, and they can't figure out why. So I usually get them at the point of, I don't know what I don't know. And I understand that point because I was there. And I had a second traumatic relationship, and I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. And that's what led me to my research when my husband at the time said, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I was already a therapist by then. I said, I don't know either. What you are doing is not in the DSM-4. I have no idea what you're doing, but I'm going to figure it out. Because childhood trauma back in 2011 and 12 was not talked about. You didn't hear those terms, right? So um, that's when I started doing the research. And he had nine out of the 10 top traumas with severity levels at nine or 10. So it was uh, obvious he had a, what we call a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, or a secret life to society. He's wonderful, gregarious, outgoing, funny. You know, he was working in the schools. The students loved him. The parents loved him. And he had a great life, but he sabotaged everything by risky choices. And um, those risky choices made him lose everything. So uh, when I wrote the book and mailed him a copy, he goes, oh, my God, put my picture on the cover. I'm the poster child for this stuff. But I finally get what I'm doing wrong. So it does bring closure to these problem relationships. And the good thing is childhood trauma uh, can be healed. If you're in a love trauma relationship, it usually takes two people. But I have worked with a couple with one partner who's probably almost out the door. And I said, well, one of two things will happen. You'll be so empowered and feel so great about yourself. You won't want to stay in this and they won't change. Or they're going to see you change, get scared and say, 
wow, I better uh, get my my life together here and step up and learn what he's learning or she's learning. And then they come in towards the end. So I work with singles and couples both. I'm a little, uh, I'm just kind of enthralled with the topic because uh, I had a child, I had a childhood that was pretty traumatic. And would you like to know the top 10 traumas? I would love that. So I can go into those. Okay, great. Now keep in mind, there are more than 10, but my experience, I've been doing this 22 years. So as a therapist, I worked in the schools from grades kindergarten all the way through college as a trauma counselor in New Jersey called a SAC counselor, student assistance counselor. They don't have those here in Florida. It's a huge mess, but that was the position I helped. And then uh, also I worked in a mental health unit in uh, a child adolescent ward of a hospital. I also worked in drug and alcohol rehab, one for teenagers, one for women from the prison system. So despite the ages, the culture, the background, didn't matter, man or woman, straight LGBTQ, the 10 top traumas were always the same. So here they are, and I'll share them with our listeners. And as I share them, I just want to make sure this is not about blame or shame. It's not about blaming your parents at this stage of your life, because the research shows if they had tried, if you had childhood trauma, so did your parents And so did their parents. It goes to at least three generations, at least three. And um, it's not about feeling ashamed or guilty if you have these things, because we were just a little child, a product of our environment. We had no control over what was happening around us. So we have to be very gentle with ourselves and say, just look at it as a fact. Yep, that happened or no, it didn't happen because we can't change what we don't acknowledge or understand. So the first part is really tapping back in and thinking about it and just seeing how many traumas you had. That's the first stage I do with my clients. So here's the first one. Your caretaker or parents might have had any addiction. Now it's LCADC, which is a drug and alcohol counselor. I named 12 addictions because it's not about just drugs and alcohol, but that's one and two. It's also sex addiction. So if you knew your parent was a cheater, porn use gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, uh, workaholism, and social media or computer time and addiction to that. So that would take precedence over time with the child or cause some havoc in the household when those things were going on. So the first one's addiction. Okay, Second, we're going to take a short break and then we come okay. back. We'll talk about the nine other um, childhood traumas that have impact not only you and your childhood, but also may can impact your relationship and your um, future relationships. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion. A vacation without the kids. A vacation where you can learn how to communicate, where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight. If so, Vacation Counseling is your next vacation. Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. We have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in the Vacation Counseling, 
please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on vacation counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy, and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation Counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida. Welcome back to the Bring in Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. So on today's show, we're talking about treating trauma, and we're dealing, talking more about childhood trauma and how it impacts relationships. And we have a world expert, Rihanna, who's been teaching us, um, going over the top 10 traumas that affect us in childhood. And the first one we just went over was addiction. And so, yes, can you um, let us know what the nine others? Yes. So number two is verbal messaging. Uh, That would be watching how your parents interact when there's an an argument or a heated discussion. Are they yelling and screaming at each other? Or if they're mad at you, do they yell and scream at you? This also includes verbal put downs, never hearing compliments, um, never hearing the words I love you. Very important uh, words and verbal does make a big difference in how you feel about yourself as an adult. Okay, number three is emotional abuse and neglect. Number four is physical abuse, rape, or molestation. And again, any of these could happen inside or outside of the home. It doesn't have to be the family home. The next one is um, abandonment. And I named two types. There's fault and no fault abandonment. So a fault abandonment would be if you were never involved with your child's life, if you were involved until the couple broke up and then you disappeared and barely saw the kids, or you were there emotionally absent. So physically you were there, but emotionally absent. Um, And that happens in a lot of homes. You know, the, the parent was there or barely there when they showed up. They didn't really interact with the kids. They didn't go to the school, the kids' school events. Um, They just weren't very active. So that's fault. No fault would be if a parent happened to die early, if your parent had to go off to serve their country in war, um, or if your parent had to travel a lot, and that's how they supported the family. And I initially didn't think I had that one. And then I'm like, wait, I do remember asking my mom all the time when I was young, when's dad coming home? And she would say in disgust, well, I don't know where he is. And I'm like, well, why don't you know where he is? You know, and um, we didn't know at the time. But when my dad got sick with cancer, we got letters from Ronald Reagan and William Casey. He was FBI and CIA. So they can't tell their family where they are. Um, And now I understood it in my 50s. But I'm like, wow, you know, that wreaked a lot of havoc in my family growing up. But that's how he supported us. So it was no fault. Okay. The next one would be if you were part of adoption, foster care, or had to go live in another family's home, your parents couldn't keep you in your home, even if that means grandma or your aunt. Um, I worked with a lot of the kids from the foster care system, and that was a huge miss of the ACE study that they did not include kids like this. 
um, that when I saw that years later, I'm like, they don't have abandonment. They don't have foster care kids. They don't have bullying. So when I put my list out, it included those because these were the kids I was working with. I saw the real traumas day in and day out. Um, Okay. The next one is trauma seven. This is the one that's most common people can relate to, which is personal trauma. This is if you were ever bullied or didn't feel good enough or fit in. So you could have been a chubby, overweight child. You could have been skinny and gawky and called a nerd. Um, You could have been the only African-American in an all-Caucasian school. You could have tried to come out as gay or lesbian and not accepted for that. So you can see how many people can really identify with that not measuring up, not feeling good enough or being bullied for some reason that you might be different. Right. In the the bully's mind, right? Right, right. I I was just thinking with that one there, most people, when you talk about childhood trauma, they always think of what my parents did or did not do. Yeah, it's your childhood life, right? Yeah, that's a great one because it had nothing to do with, I mean, some cases, parents, but experience in your peer group and variety of other stuff. That's right. Okay. Trauma number eight is around sibling. So your sibling could have been born with a medical issue. So they commanded more mom and dad's time. They could have been bullying you and very mean to you. Um, Or they um, most often you see your sibling as the golden child, the favored one, the star athlete, more handsome, more beautiful, the smarter student. And you always felt like I can't measure up. Right. So they always got the accolades. Okay. Trauma nine has two parts. And one community trauma used to be trauma 11 in my longer list. And now that's one of the most active traumas going on right now with the COVID pandemic. Right. So this is impacting 100% of us around the globe. So people think they don't have trauma, they do. Um, And, you know, it, it impacts unfortunately there's so much as you ladies know going on in the schools i have grandkids with this big mask on mask off fight in florida you know and it's very scary because little kids are starting to get sick right now um but there's all this heat and tension around all of that uh community traumas also our mother nature events floods fires hurricanes that wipe out large community um so that's just example. Also, our mass shootings and our school shootings are part of community trauma. Uh, the family trauma, which is the other part of nine, this could be a parent was incarcerated. It could be a military family needing to move every two to four years. And that puts the kid in the school as the new kid all the time, which is really gets old for the kids of military. Um It could be you grew up in a dangerous area, so you're always afraid to go to work. You didn't feel safe or secure. Um, It it could be you grew up with a lot of lack messages. No, you can't have that, those sneakers, because we don't have the money and you're selfish for asking. Like always these messages, we don't have enough. So there's many different family traumas, but those are just a few. And then number 10 is mental health issues in mom or dad. The baby boomers who are listening, we didn't see our parents go to counseling. As a matter of fact, when I was so bullied, I pleaded to go to counseling. My mom said, no one in this family will ever go to a counselor. Like, I'd embarrass a family. I said, then I'll grow up and become one. (laughs) And I did. But um, yeah, that was like a shameful thing. So you didn't, most people did not see their parents go to 
counseling back then. Um, so you kind of have to guess. But the two most difficult for uh, kids to navigate around is bipolar and borderline personality. So borderline personality disorder, just quick to understand, is real erratic moods. When they're good, they can be great. When they're bad, they're horrid, and you never know what you're going to get. So it leaves a kid very anxious, walking on eggshells, and these people will explode at something that nobody else would think is a big deal. Very difficult personality. And then the bipolar is manic depressive, and depression can come out as anger, checking out emotionally, (coughs) excuse me, checking out emotionally or um, extreme fatigue and um, the manic phase. A lot of people think that's a high and happy phase. Uh, It can be, but it's often tied around an addiction. So they're high and happy, but they're going to go out and have a few drinks or go gambling or go on a shopping spree and overindulge. So it's often tied with their addiction too. So that is the top 10. Hmm. <laughs> no one can escape that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no one can escape that. Uh, they're going to fall somewhere on that list. Yeah. Uh, if, a, if a certain, if a person exceeds a certain number, what is the, you know, the caution? So here it goes, okay, they're okay here. And then it goes up to. Seven, it really depends five, on. Seven, the temperament. Yeah, they de- it depends on how many they have. And the severity level. Right. So my ex had nine and the severity levels were nine and 10. Usually levels like that put you in sociopathic, psychopathic range. Okay. And a sociopath is somebody that uses another for pleasure, profit, or lifestyle advancement. They will hurt you and never apologize. So it's all, you know, sociopathic. What can I get out of this? Okay. Um, But other people that have smaller amount of traumas, how does it show up? Well, if you had trauma seven and trauma two, which is verbal messaging, which is not positive, or um, being bullied, uh, trauma seven, you may have a need for uh, control. You get very jealous if your partner's talking to someone else because deep down inside, you don't feel good enough or pretty enough or worthy enough of having that partner. So you could be very jealous. Um, Impulsivity is that thought if you grew up with a lot of lack, like I deserve the red sports car. I'm not going to tell my wife about that. She'll say, no, I grew up with nothing. I'm going to go get it. You know, again, not considering someone else just doing what you want is impulsivity. Uh, A lot of people have perfectionism, like uh, high need for control, Because in their childhood, their childhood was pretty dramatic. They really had no sense of control over what was going on, especially if mom and dad was alcoholic, angry. So they tend to crave control and be perfectionistic when they're adults. Um, Abandonment issues can cause codependency and the love addiction. And like I said, if you grew up in this kind of a home then you will be drawn to somebody who really love bombs you. So if you didn't have much love or attention or hugs or kisses or hear nice messages, assume what miss. This episode is brought to you by Baked. Baked Lays, Cheetos, Ruffles, and Tostitos give you all the flavor with less fat so you can snack a little smarter this year without giving up your favorite snacks. Reveal what else you're never going to give up in 2022 for a chance to win $1,000. 
Official rules at NeverGonnaGiveItUp.com. No purchase necessary. Enter by February 27th, 2022. 17 plus. 50 US, DC, and PR. Somebody love bombs you, you know, really going overboard and telling you how much they love you and care about you, um, then it's really obvious that um, when somebody comes in and starts doing that, then your unconscious really craves it. So, so it's, you're, it's interesting how you're saying like if they have a seven and a two, then this is how it'll display in their life. It sounds like when people talk about the anagrams, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a wing three and a seven, I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand those yet. I'm going to have to <laughs> do a deep dive, but I definitely, I positively identify with the seven and the two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Out. So, um, you know, sometimes people downplay their traumas. Uh, what would you say to what constitutes a trauma? I guess that you would have already went through those, correct? Yeah, these are the top 10 traumas. Um, and what happened is, again, people, children find, do certain things as coping mechanisms. And then as an adult, it just doesn't work out well. So let's say you have the angry alcoholic mom, you're the oldest female sibling, and mom's hung over. And it's like you people please her to death so she doesn't scream at you or the other kids. You get up early and make the lunches, dress them, get them fed, go out to the bus stop. And it's like, whew, we didn't get yelled at, you know, so the people pleasing became a survival tool. Um, and then as an adult woman, we often hear women that people please their husband or do everything for their families I hear them say, Rihanna, nobody appreciates what I do. I do everything for everyone. They never say thank you. You know, so they feel very resentful, angry, and exhausted. Rightfully so. If you hear somebody say certain sentences, then you kind of have an idea where they fall on the scale, I'm guessing. So I'm going to give you a few. If the person responds this way, where could they fall? Let's do that. Okay. It's not it's not that they fall on a scale and get a certain score. It's not about a score. It's more about what are their traumas and what do we have to work on healing for them? Okay, so yeah. if a person will not I think I know based on what you said, but if a person will let everybody else can buy a new truck or a new car, but they themselves will use use a used one, would that possibly tie into the lacking? Uh, yes, they don't deserve something new. They may have the money, but they don't spend on themselves. This uh, relates a lot in business. So people who want to go into business for themselves will go so far, then they have to make an investment in a high-end coach or a marketing uh, guru or a funnel system, whatever it is to grow their business. And they're like, whoa, no, I don't want to invest that much. I don't, what if it doesn't work for me? So they put themselves down right away versus saying, okay, I'm serious. I'm going to do this because I know I will make this work for me. Different mindset. They have a very negative fear-based mindset because they weren't taught to believe in themselves. So this is where it wreaks havoc in business. It could also be you're becoming very competitive in business. You'll stay in a job that you hate for years just because it's a paycheck. Um, You know, we see that all the time or the the really nasty boss who you know just treats people terribly because that's how he was treated by his father you know he doesn't know how to lead you know so yeah what if a person uh has a loss of a sibling 
and then wait, let's say a parent abandons them when they're in their teens and then they have a loss of a sibling. Okay. Those that's a lot of losses. That's a lot of abandonment. So, so those abandonments, even if it's unintentional because the, the, the twin or the sibling didn't. That's no fault. That's yeah. That's no, no fault. fault. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a no fault of a sibling and them passing that could impact the person in their adult life. Absolutely. It's still a, a major loss, especially if it's a twin, mm-hmm. you know, where you grew up doing everything together. It's a huge loss and a mother just choosing to leave, you know, now it depends it's fault or no fault. Was it survival of the family? Did she have to go off and get a job to support the family? Uh, did she still keep in touch? Did she come home on a lot of, you know, a lot of times to visit with you, but still was doing financially everything she could do to give you a good life? Then the kids can usually see the intentions behind that. They still would miss the mom, but it's like, I get it. You know, this is what we have to do for a while. You know, they can kind of make some sense out of that. So it really depends on the full story of the person who I'm seeing. It's not one set answer for everyone. Exactly. That's why the work is very individualized. So for those of you that are listening to this podcast, understand that um, Rihanna is a licensed mental health uh, counselor and helps people with trauma recovery. And so most often, Kelly, I don't even describe myself as that anymore. How how would you describe yourself? I'm a CCTP, Certified Clinical Trauma Professional. Okay. Certified Global Life Coach. I work with people around the world and Certified Mindset Coach. I haven't done therapy since 2017. Okay. And I went global because to be global, you have to do coaching. You can't do mental health work. Okay. I get it. So you don't need the license. You have this... uh... Well, I have a lot of certifications and I still do keep my LMHC up, but I don't see therapy people. It's a big division because for me, coaching is very educational. There is so much to teach. I have a 150 page workbook for my clients that come see me all based on research. This is all about defining the traumas, how it's showing up in your life as an adult, healing them from childhood, healing them as an adult. And that's part one. And then part two, if they're single, is the information they need to know about how to date successfully mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the do's and don'ts while dating. So they make more empowered choices um, with emotionally healthy people. That's the most important part. Um, so it is like 50-50, but it's coaching because it's very educational. Oh, yeah, I like that. It's a different model. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of work. So those for those listeners uh, that are listening right now, um, and they may be feeling intimidated, like they have never, ever approached their childhood trauma. What would you say to them, Rihanna? Um, well, they, they need to approach it. <laughs> you time. need to heal it. I mean, obviously, the sooner you heal it, the good news is you will use these mindset for success skills the rest of your life. You would never go back to all the suffering and feeling stuck, the negativity, uh, the fear-based mindset that you had before you started with me. Excellent. Yeah. So we're going to go into another commercial break right now. And when we come back, we'll continue and talk about the cycles or bad habits that people may fall into when dating uh, that have experienced childhood trauma. Okay. If you're listening, you have a pulse. If you have a pulse, you have stress. 
If you have stress, you should get a therapist. How do you find a therapist? You go online, type in therapist near me. Then you find a list of letters. LMHC, LPC, NCC. Ugh! How can you navigate and understand all this? Go to drkellyboucher.com. Dr. Kelly specializes in supporting people who suffer from stress, anxiety, burnout, and more. You can have help today. DrKellyBoucher.com Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. We are continuing to talk with Rihanna about childhood trauma. So we have just a Oh, and by the way, for those of you that um, are listening and you want to call in and ask Rihanna a question, call 1-888-627-6008. What is unconscious trauma? Most people do not know what their traumas are. That makes it unconscious. It's the behavioral patterns that have been normalized. So until you're aware of them and how they're showing up in your life, you can't change them. So they're unconscious or subconscious, one or the other, but you're just not aware of them. You just have normalized everything just because that's what kids and adults do. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So if you start repeating patterns of uh, behavior that isn't really helping you be successful in your relationships, then it's likely you have unconscious trauma. Right. Out of that pattern. Right. Or you're emotionally triggered. You know, let's say the husband comes home from uh, a work day and at the work, at the job, his boss says, you know, you really screwed up. I don't know if I'm going to fire you or what. I'll think about it, but you've really messed up. And this is a man whose father said, you're no good. You're always messing up. So now he's emotionally triggered. So he comes home upset and is angry and moody towards the wife. Who takes it personal, right? And then she's thinking in her mind, now what did I do that he's coming home all upset? So this cycle for couples happen all the time. And they don't realize, he didn't realize he was emotionally triggered. He doesn't realize, he doesn't know the tools to calm himself down before he walks in that door. And he doesn't know how to speak about them to his wife. So his wife understands it's not about her. So everyone's having these ongoing arguments and dissatisfaction in relationships when really they're being emotionally triggered from their past and they don't know how to communicate through them. Nobody ever taught us that. And that's what I teach my couples to do. And this can also play out likely within siblings. We just had a family yes. and there are four of us sisters. We're all mm-hmm. there and we are on fight or flight. I'm not kidding you. We are high black, low black. We all love one another. It's not for lack of love, but we're exhausted at the end of it. Yeah. What I think. So you're all being emotionally triggered. That's you're it. all okay. not tuning into each other's emotional needs. Your, tr- your triggers are still there, you know, and uh, they've got to be healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, is some of the, uh, what is some of the healing... Um, things that you do because I know you have a variety of different programs you know I do dating to mating life transition coaching um relationship rescue yeah for couples Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what are some of the healing paths that you teach well first of all remember I have a 150 page workbook 
So they okay. fill out their pages. They give it to me the night before. I see where their issues are. And then I coach the next day around those exact issues. Okay, That's the ask- most important thing that I do. Let me ask the question. That 150 workbook is part of the book? No. No, that's what I thought. Okay, separate. But in my program. Okay. Um, so that's the magic. It's light, you know, it's trademarked and one of a kind uh, based on my research. So that's the most important part because I describe it like a rainbow. You, you're at that point, I don't know what I don't know. And as we chop away at the books and the notes, you start learning. And I say, because you have this, I want you to do that. Because this is showing up for you, I want you to do that. So that's why it's all very individualized. Now, in session one, I do vitamin therapy. I do teach them uh, divine spiritual meditation, which is a type of meditation my people do. Um, I teach them a lot of mental constructs and uh, mindset work, which I call yin-yang, capping, reparenting, correcting. I mean, I just have little nicknames for everything that I teach. Uh, so they start with that. Um, amazingly, within about eight to 10 days, they're feeling incredibly better already in the body and the brain. And then they have the energy to uh, move forward to do the deeper work. Okay, that's interesting about the vitamin therapy. It's excellent. I don't yeah. do tapping. My people find tapping extremely stressful. Like, I hate this. Like, I, I don't want to do this. So they don't relate to that at all. My people have high anxiety. I do everything to calm them down and have them think in a different way. So it's, it's a different type of program. Mm-hmm. Are you able to do this virtually now? Um, oh, I've been doing it since 2017 virtually. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I closed uh, my practice in Delray and went online globally just to do total coaching in this method, 2017. Well, fantastic. And how can, now I'd like to ask you this question. How can someone support a romantic partner who has experienced childhood trauma? Well, usually if that partner has it, so does the other one, right? right? Because people of trauma attract people of trauma. Um, But for example, I had a gentleman, Bob, who signed up and the woman did not want to, and she wanted to stay with couples therapy. And he's our couples therapy is not working. I'm ready to walk out the door. I'm doing something different. Will you do it with me? She didn't want to. I said, it's okay. You do it. And one of two things will happen. You'll be able to change your relationship by what you're learning and teaching her when she's open and ready to hear it. Or you're going to be so empowered and so happy, you're going to be able and ready to leave as a very um, happy single man. Can this apply to work environments? Yeah, but long story short on him, he did want to save the marriage. And he says they're happier than they've ever been. I saw her for one session out of 20. Whoa. But he has changed, changed so much. His business almost doubled in the year we worked together. Uh, Because when you're happy about who you are and you're not all stressed out and taking things personally or overly critical on yourself, um, you just, it's just so freeing to just, you know, do your purpose work. He wanted to do a spec house. He was afraid it would fail. He did that with me. Now it's almost built, you know, so everything that he wanted to do is done. And his marriage is very happy. So, I mean, it really is beautiful to see these people's lives transform. Uh, what was your next question? Well, I was going to ask Dr. April if she has any uh, 
questions from uh, listeners. Um, yes, I do. Yes, I, Lisa from Texas. She's asking, um, as you went through all the list of childhood traumas, um, her husband has a variety of them. Mm-hmm. And she's wondering, um, because with the addiction, he has sex addiction, um, also alcohol addiction, and a lot of um, abuse. Where do you start? Where do you work on first? How do you, what do you do? Okay, the first step on my website, rihannamilne.com, is right on the header, A uh, it's a promotion going on. Meet with me for one hour for $47. Super cheap. It's normally $497. And I do five assessments. So for one hour, I do five assessments, deep diving where the trauma originated from and how it's showing up in your life. If Since you are a couple, I have to do partner A, partner B, and then I meet with the both of you to go over what I'm seeing in the relationship and in each other individually. So that's how my couples would do it. Single, same thing. To sign up for a discovery session because that's, I can't give advice or answers until I really know what traumas originated in your life. Now, if you're saying your husband has several addictions, there's definitely probably signs that addictions came from his family of origin and he picked up on those as well. So that shows a very difficult uh, childhood. Um, And I'm sure if you've been in this for a while and all these addictions are going on, you are extremely struggling right now. And if there's children involved with this, you are perpetuating your childhood trauma generations. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, if there's yelling and screaming around toxic dysfunction, it's going down to the next generation already. So one partner has to be insistent on change. So like Bob insisted, I am changing you would have to be insisting on changing and then the relationship can change because if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? So you have to step up and do something. So you could say, I'm going to do this, whether you do it or not is up to you, but I don't like where this relationship is right now. You've got to be gut honest. You've got to be strong. Um, and you got to understand a little bit more about childhood trauma. So, um, I can help you with that. I have a a question from a listener. Um, Erica in Nebraska wants to know, uh, could my, could my childhood trauma make me susceptible to having friends, even friends treat me poorly? Um, Yeah. Hi, Erica. Yes. Um, Again, the need for friends or a partner is still stronger than your ability to speak up for yourself and say, you know, it's really, I'm sad that you're treating me so mean, you know, do you realize you're bullying me and give an example or two. What we call that is finding your voice and doing empowerment around your feelings and speaking your needs. So what happens while you aren't able to do that Most kids grow up in that household. If you speak your mind, you might have gotten whacked or slapped across the face or more punished. So you learn the safer thing to do is I'll just shut down and say nothing. And this is what a lot of men have learned to do. Like as the father may often hit a guy, but not always a daughter. So many men learn passive aggressive, like 
I'm not saying anything. And then they don't have that comfort. They have really real stress inside their heart and their gut when they're trying to speak up and speak about their feelings. This is trauma that's unhealed, you know, so you feel it come up. So yes, holding on to anyone partner could even be a toxic family member. Um, And, you know, friends, love partner, then that is because you have not found your voice yet, your empowered voice yet. But we would teach you how to do that. I never even thought about, I knew that, you know, you know, boys stuff their feelings sometimes, you know, be a real man and all that. I never even thought about the concept that the son would be beaten and by the dad and the daughter wouldn't, but I'm sure Um, right in front of me. Mm-hmm. thought of that yeah or that like they said you suck it up don't you know you're a man those messages yeah. were constant you know you're not allowed to talk about your feelings just get over it so men don't know how to talk about their feelings unless they've been taught this is what we call what was modeled to you as right and wrong and then if it was that way the whole time that's just normalized it's just the way it is i have a good example in my therapy practice, I had a couple, one lady was from Philly, where I'm from, and her husband is from the Midwest. And she was an Italian, I have a lot of Italian friends from South Philly, and they talk with their hands, and they're really impassioned, they talk really loud. And that's just how it is, right? It's very normalized. So the first thing I said, well, why are you here? And the husband's there, she's yelling at me all the time, and I'm in constant stress. She looks (laughs) at him and goes, what do you mean I yell at you? And I said, you don't hear it, do you? And that's a prime example of normalization because that is just everyday life for her. But he grew up in a very calm farm community where everybody was totally chill and laid back. So uh, he just couldn't stand that anymore. And so I had to get her change her norms, right? So it's not intentional kind of anger all the time. It's just what's normalized but it's not working for the relationship. That makes ultra sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have one quick question um, from a local mom here in this area. Her name's Elizabeth. Um, And since you had mentioned childhood trauma was also natural disasters and culture. She's wondering how can she not, how can she help her kids not have trauma during this time period of COVID and going back to school? I got to tell you, it's a mess. I have five grandchildren with one on the way. And my heart goes out to what is happening in today's world. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, and everyone's entitled to their own, we make sure that child understands the importance of wearing a mask. But everybody has a right to choose. But we want to choose safety for you because we love you. Right? So you say... You know, when mommy goes out, I'll have my mask on. When daddy goes out, he'll have his mask on. And when you're in school at your job, you know, I was called, that was their job to my girls, you know, um, you'll wear your mask too. And then we protect each other that way because we love each other. So you're always trying to teach a loving message the best you can. I see all these school boards fighting with each other. This is not good for the kids to see the news. I would make sure they're not hearing all the fear-based messages about all the death and dying going on. Um, It's very alarming, you know, everything that they're saying that kids could hear. So just wait to hear the news later at night, but just not when the children are in the area. Um, 
you know, it's, it's a weird and scary world. So uh, whatever you can do to reassure that you love them and that we want to keep everyone safe. Okay. So basically bringing them messages through love and not through fear. Yes, correct. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yana, it's been wonderful having you on. Yes. Thank you for having me. I hope I answered a lot of the watchers questions. If there's anything else, certainly you can contact me through my website, Rihanna Milne at um, RihannaMilne.com. It's the best place to go. And while you're there, I have four free love tests. So the childhood trauma checklist is there. And so is tests for singles and couples. Also, you get free book chapter downloads of Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams. And uh, my podcast is Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. I have 108 shows. And on my YouTube channel, like 250 videos and audios, there's a ton there. That'll be helpful. And then the free ebook, of course, it's on my homepage at the top. It says free ebook. Make sure you get that. So if you are in a partnered relationship and you heard this and they did not, super important that you share that ebook with them so they can start putting the pieces together. Oh, yeah. Well, if I'm going to be honest with you, yeah, I did have a lot of problems growing up. It's amazing how many people don't know that about their partner before they marry. If you're dating, it's R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E.com. Yes. There's also that $47. um, The discovery session, the life and love discovery session. Yes. And if you're a couple, you got to each do one. Yeah. That can get to the basis of each partner's issues. And then single is just one, of course. Well, I've discovered a lot today and I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad it was helpful. Very much so. Well, we have some upcoming shows. August 19th, Elliot, Connie, Nita, Quickie, Solution Focused Therapy. August 26th, April, Diosia, Inside Your Heaven. September 2nd, Christian de la Huerta. Sorry, I'm not pronouncing that right. I'm quite sure, but it's super you creating a powerful self. And remember, don't forget to follow us on social media. The Bringing Intimacy Back community requests you to join our Facebook group page. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. You get the idea. We're so glad you're here at Bringing Intimacy Back, where intimacy is real.